1: They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.
2: You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. My
3: name is Clay Newcomb, and I'm the host of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. I'll also be your host into the world of hunting the icon of North American wilderness, the bear. We'll talk about tactics, gear, conservation, but we'll also bring you into some of the wildest country on the planet chasing bear. On this episode of the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast, I sit down with my good friends, Trey Autry and Michael Lanier and Brent Reeves, and we talk about a squirrel hunt that we went on last Friday, January 18th, in National Forest here in Arkansas, and we were using mules. We were using mules as our primary mode of transportation, and we were using these feist dogs to tree these squirrels. We had a fantastic time, and we actually made a film about this hunt that's gonna be released sometime next week, In around uh January twenty-sixth, twenty-seventh, twenty-eighth, sometime in that range, we're gonna release this film about squirrel hunting with feist and mules. And it's a ton of fun. So on this podcast, you're gonna hear a few excerpts from our actual hunt, but we're just gonna sit down with Trey and Michael and Brent. We're gonna hash out why they hunt with feist, hunting on mules and just some good stories. I think you'll enjoy this. And many of you might, uh, well, if you ask this question, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. But the question would be, if this is the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast, why are they talking about squirrel hunting with mules? And the answer is, man, this podcast is so much fun because we've just got liberty to, to, to report on stuff that we're doing. And the bears are asleep right now. And man, we're having fun in other parts of the outdoors, and and we're the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. We're going to be talking about whatever we're doing, and just bringing to you positive things that are going on in the outdoor world. And hey, let me tell you what's going on that's positive right now in the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas is some squirrel hunting. It was tough. There's not much natural food this year. Squirrels are. There's just not a lot of squirrels, and the, the, the squirrels that are here, they're hard to find. But we had a great time. We made this film. We cooked these squirrels that we did kill. We cooked them in some bear fat from some uh, lard that I rendered down back in the fall. You're going to enjoy this episode of the Bear Honey Magazine podcast. Squirrels, Fice, mules. Within 10 minutes of dropping the dogs off the mules, they were treed. There's very little natural food in the Ozarks this winter and squirrel hunting has been extremely tough. We were happy to get a quick tree. There he is. He's timbering, Michael.
0: Hey,
4: there he is.
3: That. One shot was gotcha. 14. See that, that old Ozark Mountain Gray Squirrel right there. Some people might look at that and not appreciate
2: it. Oh, you boys that.
3: do, don't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Hey, he talks like he's done it. I know
3: it. <laughs> Today we are all recovering from our uh from our hunt just a few days ago. We went on a a squirrel hunt. We used mules, we used feists. We were trying to capitalize on a lot of uh, of different trained animals to give us a little bit of an advantage over these Ozark Mountain squirrels. But today I've got to my left, my good buddy, Trey Autry. I've got Caddy Corner, Brent Reeves who was with us on this hunt. And we got our other buddy, Michael Lanier. Um, Hey, you guys introduce yourself. Just, uh, Trey, tell us who you are. You gotta start, Trey, you gotta start.
2: Well, I'm Trey Altree. I live in Prairie Grove out of Cove Creek. Uh, Master squirrel hunter? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, (laughs) But I do like it and enjoy it. And uh, boy, it's a great place to live. Uh, a lot of things to do outside Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's where I live and I guess distance wise to that national forest we were in and actually the place I live it's kind of like a a golfer living on the course yeah because I can go outside and do anything I want to within about five minutes
3: yeah man I forgot how rugged that country is over there I mean just driving down the county road to get to your house, you drive past some bluffs that looks like something out of Lord of the Rings. Those big old, you know, these 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 limestone bluffs in the Ozarks, they crumble over just geologic time. And then they, if they're on the north side of the ridge, they'll just be these huge boulders the size of your car covered in moths. But well, there's some pretty country out there.
2: There's not much dirt. There's a lot of rocks and a lot of hills and that's why I got that mule. That's why you got that mule. I'm not going to walk too much anymore if I can help it.
4: <laughs>
3: and uh, Michael,
4: who, tell us who you are. Michael Lanier, there, live in Prairie Grove. Uh, avid squirrel hunter. Uh, me and Trey go quite a bit.
3: You guys are, I mean, you're big time squirrel hunters. I mean, these guys These guys hunt all the time. You train dogs, you keep dogs. And now, Michael, you grew up on horses, but these are Trey's mules that we used the other day correct and uh now you'd rather you'd probably rather just walk on foot though in most cases is that right
4: well i mean last week was good just the squirrels are so thin you're you're going so far between a tree which is it's nice to be riding something but when they're down and thick walk hunting i enjoy it yeah yeah Yeah. and mr brent reeves introduce
0: yourself I am pretty well the brains behind this whole operation so far. (laughs) I do all of my own stunts and on this wonderful day, fun, eventful day, I was tasked with carrying a camera and filming this for the episode that's coming up. You didn't
3: get kicked by a mule?
0: No mule. Mm -hmm. I was on a four-wheeler and it was kind of unique. It was the first time I had hunted or filmed a hunt like that where my transportation was different than everybody else's so it was it was cool i could get ahead of you guys and get some probably got some some shots that we wouldn't normally have gotten yeah. you know yeah it would have took a lot more time you know i was able to go around luckily we're hunting where you know it was permissible to do that so yeah so it was it was it was good it worked out good yeah. I, I'm, we 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 can do that
3: so what we're what we're talking about here is that last Friday, January 18th, Brent filmed and I filmed some, but we filmed squirrel hunt on mules, and what we just watched the video with with Michael and Trey. They saw it for the first time, and it's a fun video. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, it was kind of a logistical challenge doing all the filming and still hunting, but. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be pretty fun, but really, what I want to talk to you guys about is your dogs. Tell me, whoever whoever wants to wants to go. Oh, they're pointing back and forth at each other. No, so these fights, like so, inside of squirrel hunting, there's going to be these categories of dogs, yep. and they're typically not hounds. We've talked about coon hunting in the past and a, a hound is a bigger animal that's going to bark on the track and then also is going to bark on the tree. These feists, well Michael, what are, what are the general categories of dogs that are
4: squirrel dogs? Well there's feist and cur, you know a feist is typically I think the max is around 18 inches 30 pounds. Okay so that's so like the, a that's the, standard? Uh, under 18 inches, under 30 pounds. Okay. I, I believe, I could be wrong. Uh, definitely not an authority on the subject. And then a Kerr a little bit bigger dog. Uh, I believe the Feist was recognized by the UKC in 2015. Is that right? I believe Even so. Even just that recently. I, yeah, yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. Because uh, huh. that's super recent. Yeah, I mean, my dog's a mixed up dog. It's Champ Red Feist. A uh, feller down in Alma, uh-huh. Bill Douglas, got him from her. Yeah. He pretty much raises a lot of the chimp bred feists in this area. And then uh, James Quick down in, oh, down close to Waldron's got some. Yeah. Yes, sir. So,
3: Kerr dogs and feists are pretty much going to be your squirrel dog, Brent, is that your experience? Yeah, yeah. You know, I grew up
0: in southeast Arkansas, and Kerr, <coughs> and a combination of cur and feist was what has all historically always been you
3: know uh-huh. I see a wide a wide variety or, or large variation in color and size and stuff with feist is there any consistency like your your feist is like solid black got a little bit of white on it maybe is that right
4: there'll be different colors in every litter
3: okay so and then and then Susie Trey's feist is kind of almost looks like a catahoula color I
2: mean, she's kind of got gray. a little color to her and yeah in her litter she was the only puppy that looked like that
3: oh really what the other ones look like
2: kind of look like Lanier's dog you know black yellow you so know they're just a lot of different colors yeah
3: you kind of get the feeling that these feists are just a kind of a conglomeration over 200 years of people breeding for little dogs and tree squirrels
4: yeah i mean I believe the the quick champ, the one that started the the champ line, he was mixed up. He was a half Stevens Cur and half Mullen Feist.
3: Okay. Now, can you go into any more detail on the? I was going to ask you that. Like, there's mountain curves, black mouth curs, which those aren't typically used for squirrel hunting. Now, the mountain curves are, but I mean like
4: Stevens Feist, like a Stevens Cur. That's okay, a, Stevens Cur. Yeah, that's another line of curs. Uh, now that,
3: but it's in UKC. It would only be like
4: that. I'm I'm not sure.
3: Okay. No,
4: but it's a totally
3: different breed of dog. Like a Stevens Cur is different than uh, some other kind of cur.
4: Uh, well, they're all curs, but the the Stevens Cur is definitely different. You know, they're typically black, a little bit of white. They're okay. Open on track. Uh. And I mean, most all of them are open on tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so that's open on the And that guy is wide open on a squirrel track. Really? Okay. Okay. A little bit bigger dog. Yeah. If i got a male that's probably 45 pounds.
3: Heck, that's as big as a hound. Yeah. Huh. So, but you guys like the little feists. Yep. For squirrel. Okay. That's your
4: favorite.
3: Yeah. Now, okay, I, I understand dogs and mules and horses enough to know that in any type of situation where you're using an animal to gain advantage There's there's gonna be lots of ways to skin the cat, but everybody has like a Method that they like for maybe not even a good reason. You know, it's just like I like X dog because And there's I say it's not a good reason. It's actually a great reason. It might be my grandpa use that kind of dog yeah you'll find that a lot especially in the culture where
0: i grew up and probably i'm sure it's you know trace from mississippi i'm sure it's very similar down there (laughs) grandma or grandma whoever you know had one certain type of dog that was proven it seems to be in my world, the way the way you went, know, you, you know, well, there's, it's some, there's an
3: emotional connection sure with a dog, just like with a pet. I mean, yeah. like you, people like a certain type of dog, and so if you grew up around feist, you're probably gonna like them. But why do y'all like
2: feist? Why do you like feist, Trey? Well, you know, if you if you get a good one, and the squirrels are down and moving, you'll kill every one of them because you know a feist will use its nose, its eyes, and its ears. Okay. So the first thing Susie will do when you let her out or turn her loose she'll just start looking up because she figures them squirrels are in that tree
3: now the other types of squirrel dogs that don't do that or is that that's what makes them a squirrel dog though? Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know I tried to hunt a, a big old hound one time and <laughs> it would it would smell them up in the tree and they had, if they had been there all night and you know they sit, yeah. if they weren't moving that was another alternative to pick up a squirrel yeah uh, but no I, I just like uh, I just like that feist.
0: Yeah, and they normally hunt a lot closer, you know, or or some some, some closer. There's yeah. always there's there's you know people are going to listen <laughs> like oh well that ain't right you know my cur dog hunts you know seventy five yards in front of me or whatever but there's always an exception to everything.
4: Why do you like the feists? I mean, a squirrel ain't that big, you know. It doesn't take a great big dog to tree one. <laughs> 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 They're a little easier to keep. I mean, I've had curs when I first moved up here. I had curs. it seemed like most all of them I had were just a little harder to keep around the house, Bark a lot in the pen. Uh, I don't know if it was the line I was hunting or what, but I've just had really good luck with the feist.
3: Yeah. You were telling me the other day while we were hunting how smart that little Jesse dog is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like,
4: what'd you do? You told her not to go in one room of the house one time? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, let her in the house, walk in there on the carpet in the bedroom, Tell her not to come in there. She'll stop at the door every time now. Huh? I mean, they just pick up on it quick. Yeah. yeah.
3: So they're smart. And that, that makes it fun. Oh yeah. And then, now to me, what surprised me when we were hunting the other day on mules, which I thought was really cool, and I think it's a cool part of the video too, is uh, you're carrying these dogs on the mules. So we parked the trucks where we had to stop, and then we were going about, I don't know, probably not a half a mile, but maybe maybe half a mile to where we were going to hunt, and they didn't want these dogs just free-ranging and going and treating a squirrel somewhere where we couldn't get to because of barbed wire fences. We carried these dogs just right on top of the mule, and then just pitched them off the mule when it was time to hunt. I thought that was pretty handy. Mm-hmm. You know, you never tried it, but you are wanting to put the mule or the, the, the dog in your game pouch.
4: I think she'd ride in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: One time we looked up and, and Jesse Michael's uh, little dog has had both his feet on the saddle horn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like standing up, just like he was rigging for bear. You know, these guys are bear dogs. They have these big dog boxes, and they'll have places where they can tie them to the top of the dog box, yeah. and that dog will just be riding down the road just the wind and the bobbing its head. Yeah, but. Yeah, she looked like she was trying to rig a bear off that mule, catching the drafts. That mule he was on was
2: fast. <laughs> And Willie likes to be in front.
3: Well, and so between your mules, Willie was the
2: Willie was the one you didn't trust as much, right? Well, he's got a crazy streak in him. He comes out and <laughs> no, for the I, most I, part, he's, he's safe. He ain't gonna hurt you. Yeah, but. He may decide that you're going up this hill, and he's going to drag you through the briars on yeah. the way. Yeah. So that's why Michael got to ride. Michael got to ride. Well, I Michael. can tell. off. Right Willie and Michael are tight. Yeah. he's, he's kind of got that mule straightened out.
3: You know, when you're when you're around the equine animals a little bit, which I still consider myself pretty green, really, when it comes to horses and mules. I can always tell somebody that's been around in their whole life, and and you can tell by very nuanced things that they do, and I can tell when I saw Michael get on his mule that he had ridden him his whole life. I knew he had. I didn't know to this this second that both of those were
0: trays. I thought I thought Michael was riding Michael's mule. No. To this very second. No. I was not aware of that. Yeah.
3: You can always tell by by how relaxed somebody is when yeah. they get on, how they throw their leg over, how they position their feet in the stirrups. Because mm-hmm. these are all things I'm learning. But uh, and it's mainly just how comfortable. But I, I could can tell you knew what you're doing. Willie's a good mule. You know he <clears throat> trade. And now I want to talk about dogs more. But maybe we'll talk about mules for a minute here. You well let me let me, let me tell a little bit about you, Mister Autry. So, Trey, I, I squirrel hunted with Trey a couple of years ago. We coon hunted a little bit, and uh, Trey just calls me or texts me or something. Is like, "Hey, I bought some mules," <laughs> and we talk. And uh, I was, I was like, I mean, I was really glad you got a mule. I was afraid you were going to be disappointed once you got them, just because just like I was. When I got mules, I just had this idea that it was like buying a four-wheeler. I really didn't, it's an exaggeration to make a point, but that's kind of the mentality that I had years ago. It's like, yeah, I will get a mule, and then I'll be able to ride in the mountains. Man, it's not like buying a four-wheeler. There's a whole lot more to it, isn't it? A whole lot more to it. And I learned from buying a Greenbrook mule and then breaking my own mule, that you gotta become a mule man. (laughs) But an <laughs> and so Trey was like me he didn't have a ton of experience you rode him when you were a kid
2: is that right? not a mule my aunt had some horses and I had been on her horses but yeah the first time I had thought about a mule when you said you got one and then I don't remember who told me this part but they got they can see all four feet so they're going to be more sure-footed yeah and I'm thinking well I sure don't want to fall off or have him fall on me so it hurt yeah so I, I thought, that might not be a bad idea.
3: Well, when you told me that you went and bought this mule like a mile from where you live, the guy just happened to...
2: Old Dane Bond, he's a good guy.
3: Well, he. so you lived like pretty close to this guy. You said you went down there, bought the mule, and just rode it home. Yeah. And you yeah. had trouble getting across the, the bridge. The and when you told me what you did, I was like, dang, this guy, this guy's... Got some guts.
2: Are are dumb enough not to know the well? But I was totally
3: (laughs) impressed that you were able to manage those mules like you did. Because it, I I have a lot of after that, after some of the stuff I've put out about mules, I I have a lot of people message me saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about getting a mule. Do you think you think it would work?" And I give everybody the same spiel. It's like, yeah, it'll work if you really want it to. And if you're willing to maybe get bankrupt, there was was a
2: couple times after I talked to you and I had old Willie pinned up out there and I had him in a pasture. And man, it it took me a while before he let me catch him. Yeah. I mean, I rode him to the house and all he was just as good as he could be, you know, besides that water deal. And then he decided he didn't want me to catch him. So that took a little while to get all that figured out. now when i pull up or my wife does both mues <laughs> just come up and, you know because they want to be your buddy i guess or want right. or something you, you showed him who was the boss well i still ain't sure who is i think we tolerate each other <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> well i was impressed that you were able to handle
2: like you did yeah. i really was no, i don't know about impressed but i i not gotten mad enough about it that i had too much money out there on that And It was a five hundred dollar mule, (laughs) Willie. Yeah, five
3: hundred dollar mule. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a whole conversation to be had about a five hundred dollar mule. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that's the one you put Michael on. (laughs) (laughs) That's my buddy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What if I didn't like somebody?
3: Oh, man.
2: Well, now I was impressed that they're matching mules too. That was just by accident. I got Smoky because. Danny couldn't keep him in the fence. He was always out in the middle of the road when I'd come home. And I'd open the gate and let him back in. And he had told me that that mule was really good. Uh, And I didn't know the difference. It was a little talking. And uh, he said, well, you'll be able to tell the difference, and you can, I guess. Uh, But anyway, yeah, if if that mule hadn't kept getting out of Danny's fence, he probably wouldn't have sold him. Well,
3: you did good. Now, for people who don't understand mule culture, your street cred goes up exponentially when you have matching mules. (laughs) 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 So, just to let you know, I mean, when when I saw two white mules come out of your trailer, I was like... A he's a He's got a big deal. <laughs> he's got right. a big deal. He's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why that's why I did what I did, and now I have matching mules. Yeah. Yeah. Street credit
2: That's right, you got it. Street credit. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Yeah. 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 I had to learn this though. I had to learn this from a real mule man over in Oklahoma that helped me get matching mules. Because when he had a, now I have I have two mules right now. I got rid of my Ellie Mae mule, the first mule I had. Right now, all I've got is Izzy, and I have Izzy's full brother named Banjo, who is colored just like her sorrel with white white socks. And uh, no, so Izzy's he, pretty. When 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 this guy had this this colt, he called me, sent me a picture, and he's like, "Clay, you gotta you gotta you gotta have this mule." He basically saved it for me until it was seven months old and I went and picked it up last week. But uh, hey, let's talk about let's talk about squirrels and squirrel dogs. How do you uh, how do you train a squirrel dog, Michael?
4: Well, you know, start out by picking a, a well bred one. I mean that goes a long way right there. You know, hunts what how you like and, uh, Well, if you could turn them loose till they start treeing and then pin them up. Just keep letting them run loose around your place. Wear out a couple (coughs) pairs of boots, taking them hunting as much as you can. Uh, Whenever they do start treeing, leash them at the tree to where they'll stay, which is, you know, when I first got up here hunting cur dogs, they might go 400 yards up the side of a mountain and and take me half an hour to get up there. I really like the dogs to stay within probably about 200 yards. Yeah. I mean, if you're hunting where squirrels are, there's going to be squirrels within 200 yards of you. You know, yeah. get there pretty quick, piece them up. Uh, a lot of people will road hunt them down in the forest uh, on the National Forest Trails. Mm-hmm. Get them on a hot squirrel, maybe want to cross out the road in front of them. Uh, some people throw them in the training pen until they start training. Yeah. Basically, just uh, have a corn figure in the pen so these I think this is something that people don't understand and I
3: didn't really understand it until I started training coon dogs when I was a kid we had coon dogs and we kind of just turned them loose and if they made a dog we were happy and if they didn't we you know got rid of them <laughs> But I mean like there's a lot of all the stuff is already inside of that dog he's he's going to He's gonna he's gonna tree he's gonna trail he's got the desire to hunt I mean there's there's all these things that you can't really train that are just inside of them but you're trying to put that dog in the best situation to bring out those positive traits and reward it for positive behavior which would be treeing a squirrel staying on a tree showing desi- game desire you uh-huh. know and then you would you would discourage it from bad behavior which would be if it Ran a deer or if it did something you didn't like you you would you know i mean it so it's kind of like you're it's kind of like you're you're trying to put it in the best scenarios possible for it to start treeing because you're not going to really teach it to tree. is that is that the way you describe it
4: absolutely uh you know when they're young if they were to bump a deer running a little ways i probably wouldn't i'd probably just ignore them you know i wouldn't chalk them or anything like that yeah or uh, try to correct it i mean once they got a little older, I mean, I wouldn't want to kill them chasing game right off the bat. Right. Because yeah. you like that desire. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, so, do you take it out with an older dog, too? That helps, I guess? Um,
4: I think when they're really young, it probably doesn't hurt. I mean, a lot of people just hunt their dogs strictly by themselves. They want an independent dog. You know, Trace dog was to go treat they wouldn't want their dog to go over there with him okay i don't competition hunt uh but i mean i don't mind my dog falling in with his but some people they really like a independent if his dog trees they want it to move on down the road and find it their own squirrel okay so you get that by hunting by themselves yes sir and it, it kind of just clicks for a dog
3: when they tree it and then you shoot it out, they see that squirrel fall to the ground. Then all of a sudden they're like, ah, if I stay here and bark, I get the reward of getting a little fur in my mouth.
4: Well, I had a little white dog that I hunted her with Trace Dog with Susie. And if Susie treed first, she'd go over there about 20 yards and just pull up on a tree and start barking. And you could tell right off the bat, she didn't have a squirrel she'd just sit there and look at you, and, you know, just well, want your attention
2: you know that the other day when we killed those two pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, Jesse was on a tree and Susie was on a tree Susie left her tree to go over with Jesse and then she went back to that tree so I figured we had a squirrel there because she sat on it pretty tight while we were shooting over there so uh-huh. yeah, that's the way it's supposed to work it turned out there was a squirrel in there yeah. but, you know it's I like it when you got two dogs independent and you're going to shoot a squirrel over here and just as fast as you shoot that one, you got to go to that other dog real quick and get to that squirrel. So that's a lot of fun yeah. when it happens like that. Yeah. It just didn't happen like that all day the other day. Yeah. But, now, um, how, did you, how did you start Susie? Now, Susie is five or six years old. Man, that's a great question. I had to look at the papers, but I think she's about five, about five or six. Yeah. Okay. And um, you, you had her since she was a pup? no I I bought that dog I bought already started Uh, I'm not real sure how started she was when I got her but I I bought her from a fellow named Kenny Latham and he's world renowned around all east central Mississippi for being a pretty good guy with a you know training squirrel dogs but uh, yeah the first time I hunted with her she barked first squirrel I killed with her she barked one time and it was mm-hmm. real cold and windy. And I'm thinking, oh my, and darn it, there wasn't a squirrel. It was a little, bitty, really slick tree, and it was just on the uh-huh. opposite side we were looking at. And uh, She does pretty good, but I would take her, and I would maybe with a uh, a possum or whatever we could put in a cage or even a squirrel, and we would turn the squirrel out, and you in a field, and there's one tree. Yeah. You know where that yeah. squirrel's going. You'd give it a head start and then let that dog. That out. dog would watch the squirrel. The dog would across The, the dog would chase it out, of, chase it out through that field up that tree. Yeah. But Susie got really good. First time she got bit, mm. knocked the squirrel out of the tree. Tree wasn't dead, and she got bit. And from that point on, Made she her really, mad. really didn't have to do any training. She was mad. Yeah. She's mad at him now. She really is. <laughs>
1: she don't like him. Now your
4: dog Jesse is a year old. She. About a year and a half old. Year and a half. And mm-hmm. did you start her yourself? I bought her from Bill Douglas. She had just started treeing, and she wasn't staying at all. And uh, and that's when I got her. Okay. Yeah. She wasn't staying on the tree? No, she barked a few times and then tried to go find another. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did you break her that? Tie her to the tree. Just get there quick, tired to the tree. Yeah. Stay there with her. Here's a here's a general question for both of you. I'm not asking for specifics because this would be like
3: asking a cattle farmer how many how many cows he has. It's just a bad deal. You don't yeah, you don't have do have to do that. But what is a what it what does a squirrel dog cost? Like a like a starting dog?
2: Man, I don't know if we can talk about that <laughs> <laughs> because our wives might listen to this. How <laughs> <laughs> about <listening> <laughs> <laughs> a
0: range? How about yeah, a range yeah, yeah. of uh, of from a good blooded puppy to a finished dog, what what something in that range? We all know everything is it's whatever a man is willing to pay. I'm gonna guess
3: that it's about the same as coon dogs. It's gonna be. And I'm gonna guess too, it's about the same as mules. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. All these animals that you're devoting a lot of time to training, I find that coon and a, a coon dog and a mule are almost on the same gradient in terms of in terms of finances. Right. Five hundred dollar mule, buy like a five hundred dollar coon dog. I not, like not that
2: great.
4: But squirrel. dogs. Yeah, I'm yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah uh, I'm gonna just say five hundred dollars to four thousand dollars. Okay. For a really top end finished dog? Yeah. somebody yeah. Can give four thousand. Especially if they come from out of town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, well, I'll tell you, uh, it's been a month ago. I had a guy, a friend of mine from Kansas, called me. He said, Man, mm-hmm. I'm looking for, you know, I called you, Clay. Yeah. If you hear anybody's got a good started squirrel dog, they'd be interested. And I've talked to several people, and I got prices everywhere from, you know, $1,200 to $5,000. And that was right. just not even squirrel trying to search real hard just people I've talked to and that I know you know in the squirrel hunting world and so you, it's you can pay just about what you want to pay or what you can afford to pay. And it
2: depends on the day that fellow's watching the dog. Too. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. You know if
2: that dog's coming a, just a red letter day and every time it stops we're picking up a squirrel. And, yeah. Uh, but Lenear he has some. He has some really good dogs at times. He he's like a dog trader. He is. I can tell that. Oh, he he likes some things. So, so what's, what's
3: your what's
4: your story on what a good squirrel dog would cost? Like started dogs and like finish a finished dog. I mean, you get a a pup that's about ready to start out of good breeding, probably five hundred, three hundred dollars. You know, one that's not even started training. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, one that started twelve hundred you might find one a little cheaper but and sky's the limit on a finished dog right Especially you get a cur dog that that's a combo coon and squirrel dog yeah you got something yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's about that's about what I figured yeah that's That's right in the
0: battle in line with what you were
3: well, that's the same you're way with a, with a coon dog. It's just about the same way with a hog dog. Yeah. It's about the same way with a bear dog. Yeah. I mean, you, you buy a good pup from a decent breeder, and you're going to pay two to $300 for a pup. I mean, that's kind of like standard. In, and now, some of these top-end guys that have a real specialty and a lot of name that everybody wants a pup, like they can get about whatever they want for a pup. But most times, even with good bear dog lines, it's almost like, Gentleman's honor that you sell six-week-old pups for two to three hundred dollars. You start asking more than that, your your ego's getting in the way. Now, women and children don't understand this. (laughs) Uh, When we had uh, we had a litter, we've had two litters of plot pups. My wife's family, they were not hunters, and when they had pups, they had like registered boxers and registered something else. Uh, dogs that serve no purpose whatsoever. Yeah, and they raised pups when she was kid a kid, and they, they sold them for money. You know, I mean, they sold, like the point of it was, let's have a litter of pups to make money. Right. So when I said, hey, we're going to have a litter of plot pups, she was like, great. And uh, she was like, how much are we going to sell these for? And I'm like, oh man, hey, plots are hard to come by. This line of dogs is really in demand. There'll be guys wanting these dogs from Michigan and from Everywhere, And she's like, good. We can sell these things for $700 a piece. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. no, nope. I'll be selling them for, I can't remember what I asked. I gave most of them away, yeah. which she didn't understand. So I was like, this is Bear Hunter's code of conduct. You give a peace offering of pups to people that you want to cultivate a relationship with. You know, that has gone as far as like...
0: Uh, Social media, too. What do you mean? You can find, I mean, you Google or Facebook or, or whatever you want to do, you can find whole pages and communities that's nothing but strictly squirrel dogs and, you know, yeah. buy, sell, and trade or however, however yeah. they list it there. And you go through it and and the average is right along with what you're talking about.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, it's, so it's, I'd say it's pretty common knowledge. And the people on there will be from, you know, not just Arkansas. It'll be all over. United States yeah so you yeah. know in, in Florida to, to Michigan or you know Ohio the dogs are all you know very
3: similarly priced yeah or whatever so Michael do you you I mean like of all the outdoor activities that you do squirrel hunting with a fice is at the top of the list or number two or number
4: three top of the list Absolutely. What what is it
3: like I can describe why i like the things that i like like why do you like squirrel hunt with dogs so much
4: well i mean you're not you're not confined to sitting in a a stand you get to move around you get to visit with the folks that you're going with i mean you can hunt in arkansas we're pretty blessed as far as uh, hunting season and public land you can hunt from may till end of february yeah sometime in may till the end of february i don't Really Hunt yeah. during the summer, but I mean, we moment, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, well, we got two million acres of public land to hunt, yep, yeah. I mean, it's just plenty of opportunity there's typically this year there's not a lot of squirrels, but there's typically squirrels around for you to shoot at, and I mean, I just really enjoy it. My son loves it, uh, we always get to visit when we're out there, yeah, and,
3: I forgot how much fun it was to see a squirrel timbering across the trees while you're trying to shoot it. It's a whole different thing when you've got a gun in your hand and you're trying to shoot it. I mean, you see squirrels almost every day, you know, climbing up a tree and jumping around. I mean, like I watch them out of my office window every day, and my heart doesn't start to beat fast. But when you're underneath a tree with a dog tree and, and that squirrel breaks from cover... And starts just screaming down a limb. I mean, it's like, yeah, this is pretty fun. Pow,
4: pow.
0: Did you grow <laughs> up? Did you grow up <laughs> doing it with with dogs, Michael?
4: No, sir. I I got my first squirrel dog. I think when I moved over, right before I moved over here. Okay, uh, I was living in Jonesboro, and a friend of mine, his dad, gave me a pup. Uh, I was had beagles living in Jonesboro, and not many places rabbit hunt over here, so I switched squirrel dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. you know it, to me it's a great it's the biggest thing
3: about it that is so intriguing is the opportunity for access just like you know if you deer hunt it's so hard to take somebody deer hunting that's never hunted before it's it's you have to deal with you know 100 pounds of meat you gotta not 100 pounds if you kill a deer but you gotta you gotta deal with a bunch of meat you gotta sit you got to be proficient with a some type of pretty high-powered weapon you gotta you know there's all these barriers but man all somebody's got to do to go squirrel hunting with you is buy a $25 Arkansas hunting license and borrow a 22 or a 410 and all of a sudden they're hunting and they're doing something that's fun yeah and exciting and you don't have to be quiet you don't have to be quiet yeah
0: that's, that's what. A, that's a, that's the main thing, and and encouraging for kids to get kids out there. Yeah. Going, you know, you're not constantly shh, be still, you know, or any of that. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff for them to do. Yeah. I
3: traded. You grow up squirrel hunting with dogs?
2: Not with dogs. Uh, probably 10, 12 years ago, my optometrist, a fellow named Dan Wyndham in Pearl, Mississippi, had hunted with. us a my uncle Ed, and after Ed died, I met old Dan Wyndham, and we got to visiting, and man, I had more fun going with him squirrel hunting than I did deer hunting. Mm-hmm. So then he says, well, you need to get you a dog, too. Uh, he Anyway, he hooked me up with Kenny Latham, but no, I didn't grow up squirrel hunting with dogs. It, but I, I do enjoy it, I enjoy watching the dog trying to figure out where that squirrel is, and. You know, what's really fun, the best part about it, if it, and it doesn't happen too terribly often, but when that squirrel starts timbering like you were talking about, mm-hmm. and that dog is following it, yeah. now that's when it's fun. Mm-hmm. That's, that's some high-level squirrel dog action right there. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's, that's 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 big time right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the dog, you know, I guess the, the thing about that feist I really like, that dog... You know, does develop a bond with you, mm-hmm. and it's really trying to please you. Yeah, you know, everything that dog does once it hits the ground, it's trying to please you. Yeah. So now they're like a lot of fun.
3: It's it really is an amazing connection between uh, a hunter and his animal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know you, you see inside of the non-hunting society how crazy people are with their pets. I mean, to the point of, ludicrousity. You know, thinking these animals are humans. I mean, giving them the same rights. Well, Anir and here's things: his
2: dog understands what he's saying. <laughs> <I>
3: mean, <laughs> and I'm pretty, pretty that smart, and, and I do too. You know, mm-hmm. so we
2: may be worse than all them people. Well, no, no,
3: but but listen, yeah. and that's these are pets that don't do anything. So when you have that kind of connection with an animal that is serving a purpose, like treat a squirrel to put dinner on your table, I think that's a higher level. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's it's a lot of fun.
3: Hey, let me tell y'all, before we before we close down, let me tell y'all, and, and and we'll go through and I'll hit any closing comments you guys have. We went coon hunt another night when it snowed. The day after, the 19th of January, the day after that we squirrel hunted, it snowed the next day. Yep. And I had never coon hunted in the snow, so I wanted to see how the dogs would do. The wind was blowing probably 10 to 15 miles per hour, and it was... Uh, 25 degrees. I mean, it was a for Northwest Arkansas. It was not the night you want to go coon hunting. Right. But me and uh, two of my buddies went, and we uh, turned the dogs out. Fern and Jed just, I mean, I just took them right where I thought they'd strike, and sure enough, they struck in the creek, and uh, and went way up this creek, and the track started out real hot and just kind of fizzled, fizzled, fizzled. And then I saw them start circling a tree on the garment. I could see they made a big loop and then they came right back down the creek. And I, I felt like they went the wrong way on the track yeah. and got to where the coon had come out of the tree. Right. Sure enough, that's what happened. So they start trailing it back down the creek towards me and the coon made a spin off through this real thick, nasty stuff. I guess he was, I, I don't know what he was hunting for, but he was hunting for something and the dogs got hung up in there. And they I pretty much felt like they were treed, except they were in about a 20 yard square area. And I could just see they just weren't moving. So we went in there to see what was happening. Got there and there's coon tracks in the snow all around there. And the dogs are just going crazy, you know, but they can't find it. They can't find it. Directly, Fern, my my good coon dog, kind of peels off and the track heats up. And I'm like, okay, well maybe they got it straightened out. And she goes down there a hundred yards and trees. It's just treed. Jedi, who I don't have as much faith in, not because he's not a good coon dog, but he just is always on Fern's you know, coattails. And so you know how it is when you have a good dog. You never really know the potential of the other dog. But I hunt them together all the time. Fern's over there treed. Jed pulls in and doesn't go to her. And he starts barking. Like crazy, down in this creek bank, in a hole, and he's he doesn't treat he doesn't get after armadillos or something. But anyway, who do I go to first? You I go Fern. to Fern. I go to Fern, and it's a den tree that I really don't think has anything in it. And uh, and we shine the tree, and there's no coon directly. Jed is over here, just I mean, the about to lose his mind. <laughs> about 80 yards away, but he's down in a little creek bank, and so you can't you can't really, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, well, let's go see what Jed's got. I come around this corner and look up this creek, and Jed has his head in a hole in a root ball, and he's just, his eyes are bulging out of his head. And I go over there, and there's a coon about that far from his face, about six inches from his face, balled up in a hole. And Jed is chewing the roots, and and he just can't get that coon. That is coon. Uh, that's a fun coon hunt. gonna really get one yeah. in a hole, and uh, we got the coon. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We got the we got the coon out of the hole. Got the coon. That's but, awesome, uh, man. Was, was to tell you the whole time. he is. Really yeah, yeah. It was funny though, because it was classic of trusting this dog, but not trusting the other one. You know.
2: Oh, that's that's fun.
3: Well, hey. Um, so the video, we made a really cool video of this squirrel hunt with mules, and it's going to come out sometime next week on the Bear Hunting Magazine YouTube channel. So if somebody's listening for the first time, you hear us talk about our YouTube channel almost every time. Bear Hunting Magazine YouTube channel. You might ask yourself, why are these guys talking about squirrel hunting if they're a bear hunting magazine? Well, that's just what we do. We squirrel hunt and deer hunt and everything else hunt. And the bears are asleep right now. Are they not? They are. They are asleep, so we're hunting squirrels. But we got this neat video, and it's coming out on the Bear Hunting Magazine YouTube channel sometime next week. Probably Tuesday is what I'm thinking. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Monday. Don't, no, no for sure, but it'll be out next week. So go check that out, and you'll get to meet Mr. Trey Autry and Michael Lanier. See some of Brent's videography. You get to meet Izzy Smokey. And Willie, and Willie, Susie, Jesse, man, the cast of characters is big. <laughs> yeah. The blockbuster. <laughs> and hey, and and here was the cool thing that we did is that we took these squirrels, we two, we killed two squirrels in the morning, took the squirrels, and we fried them in some bear oil that I'd rendered down, and it was fantastic. Was it not? Oh yeah, and you don't eat, you
0: don't eat squirrels fried in bear grease. We ate them. We ate those squirrels. We ate those squirrels. <laughs> we did. Oh, was that was good, good
2: stuff. Sure, it was.
3: Well, closing comments, Michael. It, it, did we not cover anything inside of squirrel hunting that might be relevant? I mean, I know it's a giant topic of breeding dogs and how dogs hunt. And, I mean, we, we didn't, it, it, this really didn't cover it
4: totally, but. No, I'm not, I mean, I think we're pretty good. We covered a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, adding heels to fun. it is a lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Oh, it, it really right was now.
4: advantageous to oh, have yeah. the mules. I
3: mean, it was advantageous because we, if I didn't have my Garmin turned on to see how far we walked, but I bet we walked five to seven miles. You think we did that? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Maybe
3: more, because we went in on that other road. We walked a long ways. If you'd have been on foot, you'd have had to been in pretty good shape. Oh,
2: man, we wouldn't have made it the other day. It's too many hills. That's too many what we hills. Did. Too many hills if we got the mules for it's that's like playing golf without a car. Why <laughs> would you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> you know well, it, it, when the
3: squirrels, Michael said it before, but when the squirrels are thin, yeah. the mules are really advantageous because you're able to cover a lot of ground. Like if we had gone into that little block of timber where we did tree the squirrels and we'd have stayed in there like all day treeing squirrels and killed two limits of squirrels out of there, you know, maybe having a mule wouldn't have helped you that much. but Probably not. We, But we were... <coughs> At one point we went on probably a mile and a half in and a mile and a half back
2: out on that other road over there. Nothing.
4: Yeah, not a yeah. true one. And we were hunting. Yeah.
2: We were hunting them. We wasn't shooting a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah.
3: What about you, Mr. Autry? Closing comments?
2: Man, we just had a good time the other day just like we do every time we get mm-hmm. to go outside and, you know, uh, meeting Brent and having you there, man, it was just a lot of fun and, Uh, Appreciate you uh, coming out there and hunting with us. Had a good time.
3: I, I told my wife after that day, I said, I mean, I travel and hunt and do a lot of stuff. And there's some days that are just fun. Like you just get home and you just, just everything about it. From the people you were with, to how the hunt went, to the weather, to... And I had just more fun than I thought I would. I had a blast. I really did. We
2: did too, man. We did
3: too. And for me, it was a combination of, you know, the more I get into these mules, the more I'm looking for ways to use them and looking for ways to use them inside of hunting. And, And that makes it real enjoyable to combine hunting and these mules. So, I mean, for me, it was... That was a big part of it, like being able to shoot off Izzy. Again, like the video, oh, that was- people people will see me shoot off Izzy. It wasn't the first time I'd shot off of her; I'd shot a off of her, but it was the first time I'd shot a shotgun, which was loud. And to me, <coughs> that was like a massive training win to uh, to shoot off her.
2: Man, that was great watching that. that that's motivating me to get one of mine where I can do You that. won't even have
3: to walk at all if you can train your mule to shoot off of
2: I'm not going to walk. You won't even <laughs> get off. Uh-uh. uh-uh. We'll bring a lab to pick up the squirrels for us.
3: <laughs>
2: now, Susie will retrieve squirrels. Ah, she runs around with them more than you them. Well, uh, when they watch the video, night. it's going to
3: look like she's a lab. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but I, do really a, I do have a buddy named old Todd Turner that, that Went hunting with Milbury and Carrollton a couple of times, and uh, man, he had this big old, big old black lab, and we would shoot squirrels, and that dog would bring them to us. Mm. Oh, it was it was fun.
3: Yep. Retrieving ducks. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brent, closing comments.
2: Man, that,
0: that hunt was so fun. Yeah. Unlike these guys, you know, I grew up hunting, and I, you and I talked about it a hundred times. I grew up squirrel hunting off of horses. And that, I mean, from, when I can, my first hunts were off a horse behind a, Mm. you know, a dog, squirrel hunting, with my dad and our family friends, you know, my brother and everything. So, that was, um, so many memories that day. It was just awesome, awesome time. And, you know, there's one constant that I found true with, with growing up, the memories I had of growing up with my, um. with my dad and my uncles and our family uncles, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, all these guys, the main thing they're doing is having a good time and they're respectful mm-hmm. of one another and they're respectful of the resource. And they just, they see, you know, what's really going on out there. It's not how many squirrels we can put in a saddlebag. It's how much fun we can have yeah. before it gets dark. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good time. And we, we got to do this again. Yeah. We got to do it again.
3: Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I think that's the refreshing part of hunting with dogs for me is that coming from such a strong big game kind of solo mentality yeah. for deer hunting and bear hunting like I do, it's just kind of a breath of fresh air to just go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. And not to say we all know it's not that big game hunting and fun. It's that's not it. But it's this is different. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. And it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun the other day. It was a, our pleasure to hunt with you guys, Trey and Michael. Oh, I mean, really, y'all let us come along. And so for that, we thank you.
2: That's oh, man, sure. anytime. Let's Let's do it again soon.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for listening to the Squirrel Hunting Magazine podcast. I mean, Bear Hunting Magazine podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, check out our print magazine. Bear Hunting Magazine is the only print bear hunting magazine in the world we are the big squirrel in the small tree (laughs) you know we we are we are we are the bear hunting magazine and uh yeah you can support our cause which our cause is broader than just bear hunting our cause is to continue the hunting lifestyle and freedoms that we have in this country to see those persist through generations as we continue to steward wildlife resources well and then Hunters ought to be able to to utilize those resources wisely and build traditions and culture and just have a great time in the outdoors. That's what we do. So, hey, keep the wild places wild because that's where the squirrels live.